What's up, y'all? Giving everybody a chance to get on. Hey, Chanel Prater. What up, Mars? What's going on with you, sir? Sure. Chan already got her arm over it all face. <laughs> what up, Tiana? What up, Theo? What up, cousin Ronell? How y'all doing? Everybody watching Uncouth Radio Show slash podcast. We official like a referee with a whistle. Yeah, we're official. So we are back. It's Wednesday. Oh, my mic not Hey Google, stop. What was he playing? I don't know. I didn't ask for that. What up, Alejandro? What up, George? Destiny? Hey, hey, Destiny. What up, Mina? So, what we starting with, man? What we starting with? Down in the DM? We starting with what goes down in the DM? You want to start with the DM? Or you want to start with this Kale's interview? Let's do that. 
Because I know that's what everybody want to talk about first. So let's do that. In case you guys haven't seen, he had uh, an interview with Gail King. We're all sitting here trying to figure out who's letting this dude talk. Like, he has all these cases going. Oh, he's in jail right now, by the way, for child support. That's a whole other issue. But um, we're all trying to figure out who's letting him talk. He's, if you didn't see the interview, like, it was really the definition of going off the rails. Like, he just was screaming, crying. He's, you know, he didn't do this. Well, I don't know if he said he didn't do this. But the interesting thing about it is he can't ever or won't ever answer the direct question of, like, did you have sex with underage girls? Like, if somebody asked me something that I did not do, I'm going to say, that's it. Damn it, we went off. What happened? Oh, well, I saw, well, it's blue now. I accidentally pushed this button trying to go back. Oh. And I, I think, because on my phone you can go out, but this one you cannot. You just have to be stay in. Yeah. What, you going to start it all over? I'm just going to come back. <laughs> start. Pause this. Hey, guys. I think we're back on. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. You know how the rain makes everything horrible in California. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Um, so back to go ahead, go back to what you were saying. Also, what I was saying was, um, okay, he's in jail, he's off the rails. Uh, oh, he can never answer the question, "Did you have sex with underage?" Like they, he's been asked directly numerous times, and to me, like I said, if anybody's asking me something like so appalling that I did not do, I don't think it's hard for me to just say no. Like th- his denials are never believable. You know. Um, I think, you know, everybody has their own opinion about it. You know, I think that um, it's just really sad because, like, based on the interview, I really think he doesn't think he did anything wrong, which goes to show you, you know, him going to jail won't do anything but just keep him away from these underage girls. It's not going to rehabilitate him or get him to change his thought process. I mean, if he's only, what, like, is he already, like, in his 50? Just turned 50. He just Just turned 50 years old, so he's been doing this for his whole life, so... You know, I suspect that the reason everything is just coming under, coming unraveled is because he doesn't have any more money. So he doesn't have any more people to pay off. He admitted he bought the girls from their parents at one point in the interview, which was very interesting. Um, I think his enablers, he can't pay them anymore. He just can't keep up that lifestyle anymore. Like between that and obviously like with his child support, he said he said it was over $100,000 in child support. They're, they're trying to catch him any way that they can any way that they can so you know you know karma man that's all i gotta say about it oh but what i i did i did not like um the the way that he was well i guess they're doing stills and you know they're doing those stills memes. Shoots, memes or whatever of him like how he's yelling and gail king is like just sitting there like she don't believe that dude like come on gail yeah gail is now the official meme of unbothered yeah she's like that's the definition of unbothered like she was looking at him like she's the official mood of unbothered yeah she's she's the mood like you're she's looking at him like she don't believe you like i don't believe you and nothing you're gonna say is gonna change my mind and you're doing all these theatrics and it's for what well so for me watching i haven't watched the whole thing how long was it i didn't know gail had a show She's on like morning, like on CBS in the morning or something. Oh, okay, well that's why I. Have to but work. I don't. I just seen the clips probably that y'all all have seen that yeah. has been shared throughout the day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think the most interesting thing is watching him. I think he really thinks he's telling the truth. He really thinks he believes. No, he believes that he didn't do anything wrong. Okay. That's so, yeah, so because yeah. you believe that you didn't do anything wrong. Yes, you feel like you are telling the truth, and you know, and and so there's nothing. So if you're telling, if you think about it, if you're if you're really telling the truth about something, and you're really passionate about the truth that you're telling, then you're gonna be, you know, that's how passionate you're gonna be about it. But I don't, I don't think. I think he he has now made his lifestyle the truth and the reality, and that's why um, he thinks he's telling the truth. He thinks yeah. he's being attacked. He thinks he's being attacked. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if y'all saw, like we were saying earlier, he just got arrested again for child support. And it's ironic, I guess, that his child support is the exact same amount as his bail was that he just got out. I feel like he's in. Did they wait till they got that. I way? think so. I think he's. In, I think I feel like he's in OJ territory now. I yeah. feel like he's in that most hated territory where it's like, yo, we gonna get him one way or another. Like, I know Quincy always bring this up, but I feel like it's the perfect example. Once Blake, once Robert Blake got away with what he got away with, he was ghost. You didn't see him no more. He was out of sight, out of mind. He ain't got no more trouble. OJ, this nigga want to go doing a book tour. Want to go write a book. Tell him if I did it. He want to go continue. And OJ had the thing where he wanted to continue being the same celebrity that he was with. I think R. Kelly also had. Because I don't know if y'all remember when, um, I don't know if y'all remember when the Survivor R. Kelly came out and we had the show. When we came. The first thing we all said was he just needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Just go away, man. Just get out the spotlight. Just go the fuck away. And he said, oh, no, I'm going to double down. I'm going to have a party the night after. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have do some type of concert, like, in overseas. Just, like, just really put myself out there. So so what do y'all feel about the girls that that he supposedly or that he's allegedly holding hostage now? What do y'all feel about that situation, and what do you feel like, cause I feel like people trying to add that into the cases, and I feel like it's two different things. Yeah. Chanel said, you, know, you can't double jeopardy me. When he said that shit, I almost lost it. Well, because one of the girls, he, he, there's four accusers. Right. One, one of them is the girl that was on that tape. On the original tape? That came out in 2000. Okay, but it's another tape for her. Yeah, because the only way it's double jeopardy, if... They was basing their charges sorely on that tape again. Right. But if they have other, like, <laughs> I, I told somebody, him saying double jeopardy is like OJ killing two other white people in Brentwood, getting charged against that other double jeopardy. It's, right. It's two separate incidents. Right. Although it might be the same circumstances or whatever. But it's two separate so, so it's not double jeopardy. His, his attorney's got him saying that because I heard his attorney say that. So um, just because it's the same person, it's not double jeopardy because it's, it's a different. Jeopardy maybe it's a different tape, you. a different case. Yeah, uh, like 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 if she was fifteen on that tape in two thousand one or two thousand, and then they find another tape and she was sixteen on that one, although it's the same person. It's, it's, so do you it's think he has another tape with her after the case? I think so. I, I I think so. I think that that's what they charge him with. Jesus Christ! And, and see, well, yeah, they said that he he liked to tape himself. So I know that, but I'm saying like after you went on trial for being with that yes. girl, 
Because you're you gonna go make wrong. another yes, take. Yes, because you didn't think you were wrong. That's what we just said. He doesn't think well, he did well, anything well, wrong. Well, I, I think what happened is, uh, is that he was able to control that that narrative in that situation because it was one girl, it was one family, and he was in a different place financially at that time. Right. This time, it's four girls. It's just not her. You got three other girls, and now you don't have the same. Uh, finances to kind of make those situations go away because that case was pretty much you had one family member said that she was under eight and you had other family members that said that there wasn't that's beyond reasonable doubt right there case over right that's not going to, that's not what's going on in this case and I've seen many a times where guys they either respond to situations like this two ways either it humbles them or it makes them feel like they're invincible. And he took the... the <laughs> he took the second route. Yeah, he took the second route, which is kind of like throwing it, it, it throwing it in their face, and, and they coming at him with guns blazing. Yeah. 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 It's, well, it's, he's going to jail. I mean, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. I think... I think once they filed these, I think they figured we have to get. Did the FBI was it the FBI this time or still uh, Chicago? Still Chicago. Okay. I feel like Chicago. Right. Ant said Devil Jeopardy is saying you can't charge him with the original charge. They have to come with new charges. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to also understand that if you, you know, we are. I've talked about the example of like of like rape or whatever. If you do something. You know, a specific act, that's one charge. You do another act, that's another charge. So, yeah, well, well, I, well, one, so t- one time I, I, I charged someone uh, 25 times of, of rape all in the same incident because we had to break it down. How many, every time he pulled out and re entered, that was a that's different charge. Different charge. So, it, it, it could be that, that detail of how, how you charge someone but in his case he sent double jeopardy because you know he feel like he's being charged for having sex with the same girl but unless you only had sex with her that one time which we all right seriously doubt it then, then then it's not double jeopardy jesus man and then like who is his team like who was the pr team that thought it would be a good idea to let him go on TV and speak for himself at this point. You know what got me when he said this? He said, you know, we're talking about, like, my past past, way back in my past. Like, bro. Yeah. This is the issue with your past. The statute of limitations in Illinois is 20 years, but it started at their 18th birthday. So these girls have until they're 38 from the time they turned uh, 18 and that was a new law, right? They made that law after his case, right? Yeah. And then when he said these parents sold their kids to me, I'm like, do you know you just said you bought kids? Like, you know what I'm saying? When he yeah. like these parents came and sold their daughters yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah, I'm like, sold is past tense. That means you bought them. Like, <laughs> like bro, you yeah. understand the fuck you said? I believe that. I believe and then that. he can't never, he can't every time from from with Ed Gordon to I forgot the other light skinned dude with the afro, every interview. With, with, with the other chair, every interview when he's asked, have you had sex with underage girls? He cannot ever answer with a straight no. 
Well, it, it always go. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Right. <laughs> you like any anybody like? Look, but I'm saying if you know that those questions are coming, like as a PR person, as a lawyer, like why would you feel like? Like, I'm sure they have watched the... Now, when you say teenage girls, what exactly do you mean? I know they seen, saw that interview. So, what would possess them to say, hey, you know what? We need to put him on TV again. Well, I, I think that some attorneys are just there for, like, the fame and the money. What, what, you know what? what I mean? Like, I think that there's no real real good attorney that's going to tell that's gonna allow him, after everything he's done and said in public, to go out and do that interview. I don't think a good attorney is going to do that. Well, well, see, I think now the reason why it's different now, because they're a little stuck. And what I mean by that is, okay, we got the tape. How did we end up sending the tape? I remember we actually, somebody had the tape and we watched it on VHS. And it was word of mouth. With the social media deal, now your jury is like, your jury pool is like super informative. So if one narrative is actually out there and it gets around through social media, or whatever, like some people actually believe what, you know, the more, the more you share and post something that is factual. So I think they were kind of caught between, do we just let what's being out there in social media just go? Or do we try to get in front of it? Or do we try to get in front of it? And, and that, that's, the, that's the different beats of social media now. Well, I guess that makes sense. Because back, back when that tape came out, they, it wasn't on social media. Like I said, nigga. Well, he, he definitely should have been more prepared, though. He was He just... I, I, that's why I think he just really thinks... I think he didn't think his the, theatrics were going to really make him more believable. That it's... Well, I, I it's, think, in, I, it's watching an insane person. No, no, I think he's... No, I don't think that was theatric. I, I actually think he was uh, really... Like, uh, sincerely felt. He yeah. frustrated. Like, because he, he has no control now. Yeah. Back, back, back when he was worth 150 mil, you kind of—I mean, we talked about it on the show before. Uh, the judge in that case was that was that his uh, his re- I got release party. Yeah, yeah, his, his acquittal after party. Well, now you know your net worth is a, is a million, and so you can't you can't pay all those people off no more. Right. So yeah, like you're not in a position to just yeah. So so pay now, it to go away. So now he has no. He feel like he has no control. He didn't always have control of the narrative, whether it was the Aaliyah deal, whatever it was, he always kind of had control to make it go away. Right. And, and he's not in that situation no more. And you saw how, like, he, he fucking losing. I actually think he going off himself. I would be surprised, like, because I feel like they, you know, he's been hit back to back to back. Yeah. You know, first it was the, the documentary, then the first arrest, and now the second arrest, and, you know... Even saying that he's holding the girls hostage, like all, oh, I feel like he's in a place where they they gonna they gonna nail him regardless. And honestly, I don't know if he gets a real um, if he gets like time in jail. I don't know that he would be able to handle. It. I don't know if he would be able to survive in jail. No, that's why I say I don't. Plus, he gonna he gonna do he facing seventy years. I mean, it it, it just when you think about like all his interviews. Remember, hey, so. Robert, you remember you remember that one interview? Robert, do you like teenage girls? And you know, he took a pause. What do you mean about teenage? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it just get worse and worse and worse. It's like, why they keep on putting I don't it? understand, man. 
you know, he's getting out there because he thinks he's innocent. He don't he don't see it. He doesn't see that he's he's guilty. No, I, I think I think what happened is he feels a little betrayal. Yeah. Cause I think on the flip side, all these people are okay with it. Right. I mean, nobody do all this shit this long. And don't have people that's and, and we get all the way to this point without folks just knowing and just being okay with it. Yeah. Now can't nobody really benefit off of them. Right. Now it, it's 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 what it is. Yeah. Because this is the other way to benefit off of it. Right. By doing documentaries now. Yeah. So now, you know. Well, speaking of benefiting. Woo! Woo! On fire. There we go. Yes, sir. There we go. What is going on with this Oprah? I need I need that to be broken down. Like, what is going on? Because I, I, refuse, I refuse to watch a documentary that is going to rehash things that I feel were cleared in the past, especially of somebody who really can't defend themselves and people who are really after money, I kind of feel like, you know, we've talked about this, like, you're not going to molest my kids and I'm going to take money for you to go away. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So, can we talk about what what Oprah did, Oprah's deal is? Why is she, is she, produ- did she produce it? Did she, like, what, not produce it, did she have something to do with it? Like, what, explain to me why we don't like Oprah anymore today. I'll leave this, I'll leave this answer for the audience. Uh, uncool family out there, tell me how y'all feel about Ofri. Um, Ofri? Yeah. How y'all feel about Ofri um, having the special after the documentary with the two accusers and her um, she has some strong words against Michael Jackson also in that special. So it was specifically her not something that she like she literally spoke. I'm sorry forgive my ignorance because I, I, I did not plan to even watch it. So so there was a documentary and then she talked. She spoke with the accusers. Yeah. Like an interview. Yeah. And she talked. What did she say about Michael Jackson? Did you watch it? I didn't watch all of it, but I just saw some of it, and she pretty much was saying um, she believes the um, she believes the accusers, and she feels like this is bigger than Michael Jackson. Um, it's, it's bigger than, it's bigger than Michael Jackson and it's it's about hearing all people that have been abused or something to, to that effect that's that's what I got so okay so that's what that's where we have a problem because we can hear the sides of the people who are still here right we can't hear the side of someone who's not here so how do we form like we understand that documentaries are can be geared towards you know, telling one side, that's what they're for. They want to keep kind of inform you or whatever, and they can be whatever. But if you have made that evaluation, I believe the accusers, based on their side, then how is that, how is that valid? Like, how is that, how do we make that? Because anybody can believe, I have, I, I have, I have an issue with, and this goes back to like the whole Jesse thing, just on a basic level. Like everybody was like on Jesse, you know, they believed everything. He, right. I, if he said he got, that, you know, he's gay, he's black. He, well, he's gay. I think it was more of the gay thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, and he he got this happened to him or whatever. Yeah, you know, they were gay bashing, and he's gay Tupac and all that. And then when stuff came out, it was like so hard for people to back 
track, even though it was like evidence that the story was weird, even though we really don't really know what happened. We know it wasn't Still, what he yeah. he initially kind of put out there. Right. So how do you just go blindly say, I've heard people say, you know, black people are right over anybody, like anything. Like we need to support each other like like we support, you know, like other people support their kind or whatever. And I, I find that problematic only because like I can't follow you blindly. Right. If you're doing something wrong, I feel like if I love you as my friend, I should be able to say, hey, look, like I might not do it in public. I, I do have a problem with that. Right. I do have a problem with the public chastisement and the, I have a problem with that. Right, right. But we, I might, we could get pulled to the side and have a family meeting like, hey, dude, what's going on? You right. know what I mean? And that's how I'm supporting you. I'm not going to support you like looking with the situation we just talked about R. Kelly in. He's, he's had these, and I'm not even going to call them supporters, but he's had these enablers disguised as supporters for so long that now that he doesn't have that, he's going off the rails because he's been doing some illegal, crazy stuff. So if we just blindly follow people just because they're black, that doesn't do them any type of service. They don't do us any type and of service as black people. As black yeah. people any type of service. So going back to the documentary to say, I believe these people just because they've come out and say it, anybody can come up and make, I've learned very recently that people could come up and just make up anything just out of anywhere. Like, I, like anywhere, like we're, we're sitting here, sure as the three of us are sitting here, I could, if we weren't being recorded, I, I could be like, dang, just sock me in the head. And y'all would never know the truth. It would just be my word against his. And then now we got to get into character. We got to get into who. So in the situation with the Michael Jackson thing, and we're talking about my word against his, I don't feel like she can go and say, you know, this is what happened. Because I don't know if new stuff had come out that he wasn't able to defend. Right. You know what I mean? Well, Which okay, so basically... There is new stuff that he wasn't able to defend. Okay. Every, I'm saying in regard into this documentary, yeah, because the two guys who are the accusers are also two guys who testified on his behalf yeah. in two cases. That's not fair. That he that never, he never molested. That he never molested them. So now he's coming out and say that they molested. Yeah. So now they, and so so for me, that's why. That's problematic. I don't think this is the exact. A lot of people are trying to compare this to the R. Kelly situation, and I don't think yeah. this is the exact same. I think there's. Um, I think there's more uh, things to look at in regards to like you have them under oath saying that it didn't happen. And then you also have some other instances and situations after um, where they were supposed to be, I guess, cool. You know what I mean? Even was after there, that. Was there a, oh, let me see, it's hard because you didn't watch it. Or did you hear any reason, any reasoning why they said they testified under oath, they perjured themselves, and also they were cool with him after? Did they, did they address that? Because for me, that would have been a question. As, as, right. As Oprah, you know, you're the queen interviewer. So well, I, I think they ask. said they were adults and they wanted, you know, a lot of people want to protect, you know, protect their abuser. Mm -hmm. So he, they said they were, they still thought they were cool and they still thought he was friends. And then they realized that it was something else. Now, I haven't really watched it just because I'm kind of too close to the situation. Like, you know, I know Wade from back in the day. Um, but then I also know somebody else who, uh, you know, the tabloids went to their parents to try to pay them to say Michael Jackson touched them. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, I, I don't feel like... Tell I, you that. Yeah. yeah, so I don't I feel like either way I could be objective watching it just because of some of the stuff that I know from behind the scenes. So I kind of haven't been, you know, talking about it too much. But... Like I say, I, I feel like it's a little different than the R. Kelly thing because, um, you know, as as, as uh, Callie said, he's like they also they were adults when they testified too, so it's not like 
they were kids and they came back as adults and said, okay. So they were adults and they testified, so, 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 so there so, was really no, they well, could have well, told the truth. Well, 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 the thing about it, now they perjured themselves. That shit, that's a crime. Yeah. But I think the biggest difference between this and the R. Kelly situation, because I've seen people go, you know, instead black people are picking and choosing um, what pedophile to, to support and what pedophile. Well, the difference is, find me an interview where Michael Jackson defended himself like R. Kelly. Right. Also, a lot of us seen the tape. I don't need nobody. Like, R. Kelly don't have to tell me he's. He messed with young girls. I saw the shit myself. Right. Can't nobody tell me that that girl was over the age of 17. So, and, and, but but then in this case, where you know you have information out there. Like, for example, the only reason why the DA went after Michael Jackson during that year is because it was an election year for him. Like, you have all these backstories to why Michael Jackson was targeted. Uh, uh, and, and, and why he was prosecuted and then find me someone where people accusing people or, or something and then they suing them after death I, I mean I, I, we, we know a lot of people who've done a lot of that so do do James Brown abusers start coming out the blue and start suing him after death it's like where does where, and, and to me that that's what my credibility lies with these guys is that they have testified on one thing, and then the first thing you do is you you go and sue you, the estate. Yeah, you, because you, we know you Jackson, sue him after money. death. He has his estate has money for so. for for something. Now you bringing up that you didn't bring up when he was alive. Well, how would that lawsuit work though? I mean, I, I have no idea. Well, because you sue the estate, and I, know, I guess I, if they I, could I, prove that, right? But I'm just saying, yeah. like, how would that? Be, the fact that they did testify and perjured themselves. The fact. that... Well, I think that's why the lawsuits you know, were thrown out. Okay. I think that's why they lost. They both. Because I think they, now nah, I think I know they both bought lawsuits against the estate and they both lost. Yeah. We'll just be looking yeah. So, 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 if they lost a lawsuit, what was my next step I could do to profit, profit off of it? Is make a documentary. I don't understand Oprah motives because I, normally Oprah is a little bit more thorough when she supports or take a side on stuff like this. And she even admitted that she knew she was going to catch some backlash for this. Yeah, because because is you can't you can't make a, a documentary about somebody that's not there to defend themselves with new allegations. I mean, first and foremost, I think that that's irresponsible irresponsible journalism. Who yeah, like and you know, like um, I think it was TJ from Three T. Yeah, you know, he said he said if you want to look, like uh, Quincy said, if you want to look, they have all of the um the depositions and all the files from the FBI investigation for you to go look up for yourself. To you know, to to make your own decision. So even if you watch the documentary, I would implore you to go look up all the evidence and all the stuff that the FBI had on him because he said the FBI investigated him for over ten years. Ten years, and, and, and to me that was alarming. To me that was the most hey, alarming, alarming thing he said. He said, "Go find with some with an FBI investigated somebody over a decade, and they don't come up with nothing." Because you better believe if it was something. They would have definitely found it. Especially over 10 years. Oh, hell yeah. That's insane. But yeah, I don't know. The Oprah thing is confusing. Maybe one day I'll figure out why she did it. Well, uh, Abdullah has a... Uh, he has a theory? He has a theory. He said Oprah throwing stones in a glass house. Her undercover ass ain't perfect either. No. Okay, but I still don't understand why, <laughs> still she, understand would, why, she, why she would do that. Like, I don't well, know. you know, I would probably say I think just because of 
the um, climate of the Me Too movement and the environment, I think for her, it's on brand. If you think about it, it's yeah. on brand for Oprah. But okay, I, I, I would understand you give them a forum. Yeah. Give them a forum. I can understand. And again, excuse me for even speaking on this because I have didn't see a, the documentary, her interview or anything like that. I'm just going by the conversation. But I can understand her giving them a forum. You know, letting them answer right. questions or whatever afterwards, fine. But you said she had some strong words about his guilt. Like, how, where do we, where are we getting that from? Right. That's where I have. To well, that I don't know. Because like honestly, I, would, I, yeah. I think I would have been okay with her giving him a forum. Oprah, you know, I mean, not okay, like okay, whatever. But I would understand, like you said, it's it's, it's business. You know, you got you, the documentary. People are interested in it. Some people are like, I'm not even trying to get through it. Some people are like, I tried but I didn't. You know, so okay, I get it. It's just maybe a good business move for her, perhaps. I don't know. I don't think it was def- definitely don't think it was necessary, but for her, but okay, whatever. But for her to have have the 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 opinion that based on what I don't know, especially if she didn't share anything else besides right. You know, like oh, I, I know firsthand. I got or like there was new evidence. Yeah, like I got yeah. videos from Never Neverland, like something I don't know. Yeah, Oprah, I don't know, Oprah. I don't know, I'm mad. Have Dilla says she's gonna do a documentary on our buddy Harvey Weinstein. I don't know. She needs to. Um, yeah, so th- that's that. And speaking of the Me Too movement and the climate of the Me Too movement, uh, I wanna talk about this. Oh, uh Agnes said maybe Oprah talked to Quincy Jones and he told her that he touches boys. Talk to old people, they have all the answers. I think if Quincy was on his rant last year. I think it probably would have came out. I think that would have been one of the things, right? Yeah, that's Quincy. one thing he didn't rant about. Yeah. He ran about... He like, was he was going about off about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good theory, but yeah, I think he... Uh, him him uh, not ranting about that or putting and, that and, out there. And, and, and he said some, th- some things about Michael Jackson, too, that, that, that wasn't all positive. positive. Yeah. And he, he, didn't, he didn't go that route. Well... As some of you know, or may not know, but uh, Terry Crews has been at the forefront of the Me Too movement. Uh, And recently, I feel like the Me Too movement has kind of turned on him a little bit. Um, In case you guys don't know, there was an article that came out this week where he, um, I guess he was tweeting. Twitter began everybody in trouble, yo. Uh, He was on Twitter and he basically said he feels like um, a child needs a mother and a father and it's important to have um, the love and the guidance of a father as well as the love and the guidance of the mother. And uh, he got a lot of backlash. Really? Oh, yeah. He got a lot of backlash Why? from the LGBTQ community because they were saying, like, two um, same-sex parents can raise kids just fine. Um, every child, you know, like, Pretty much they were saying, are you trying to say that if that same-sex couples can't raise children correctly? That's how it was taken. Well, you know, the, the... Okay, y'all want me to start? Yeah, because... No, so, let me start. Okay. Yeah. I just want to get it out of the way. Well, because uh, the, the... What they call the elemental P community? <laughs> okay, first of all, the comment, the comment, in it, and I'm not a Terry Crews fan. He's already he's been getting on my nerves these past few. Yeah, months. me neither. But the comment taken by itself, I don't think it's inaccurate. I think that that's you know, I guess I think we can understand why um, 
a man who's you know traditionally a father and a woman who's traditionally a mother. What different elements take? We've discussed that, you know. We discussed well, you know what? Let me read it so y'all can get the full. Okay, because I don't know if, if, if it was something that. I'm sure yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, so let me give read it so everybody watching can get the okay. full context. Terry Crews forced to apologize for espousing the importance of kids having a father figure in their lives. Actor Terry Crews found himself in trouble with Twitter users again after he tweeted about the importance of children having men and women in their lives raising them. The star of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was thrust into the discussion after initially tweeting about former President Barack Obama's message to black boys. If you are really confident about your financial situation, you are probably not going to be wearing an eight-pound chain around your neck, Obama said to a crowd of boys in Oakland on February 19th because, oh, I got a bank account. I don't have to show you how much I got. I feel good. Cruz weighed in on the matter after Derricka Purnell, a woman, wrote an op-ed on the speech for the New York Times. Another thing that bothers me is this op-ed is written by a woman about how boys should be taught to grow into successful young men, he tweeted. How would she know? Men need to hold other men accountable. He followed up saying, I repeat, women can speak with us, just not for us. A Twitter, when a Twitter user said it was counterproductive to kick women out of the conversation. But that wasn't the end of the controversy surrounding Cruz. And he wound up facing more backlash by the time March rolled around speaking about children needing men in their lives. Cruz on March 1st tweeted a video of his time guest hosting The View four years ago. On a talk show, he discussed the importance of fatherhood. There are things that you need from your father, he said. Your father starts out, he gives you your name, he tells you who you are, he gives you inheritance. And that doesn't mean money. You inherit a story. Your father gives you your security. I'm talking about your confidence because when your father tells you you can do something, you believe that you can do it. In response to the clip, a Twitter user named Rock said, you can't expect to educate people if you don't listen to others when they try to educate you. And it resulted in a back and forth where Cruz was trying to defend his stance. Honestly, I don't find anything wrong with what he said. And even that part, that portion where you said he made the comment about um, women can speak with, with us, us, but not for us. And then someone said that exclude, don't exclude women from the conversation. I think that specifically was not excluding women from the conversation. It was saying, speak with us. Like, let's have this conversation, but don't speak for us. I don't think a man, I don't think a woman can speak for a man, just like I don't think a man can speak for a woman. I mean, we Well, that's that. a funny thing, because I feel like if a woman would say the same thing, it would be yeah. no backlash. Right. If a woman said, you guys can speak with us, you can't speak for us, Yeah. I, don't, I, I think, think nobody would have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't think any people, issue would be taken with that. People try to insert themselves. Where, and I, I, again, I don't think, there's no, like, perfect way to raise children of course there's not i think a lot of people have seen um situations where having two parents at work i know a lot of people probably have seen a situation where they had both parents at home and it wasn't positive because right. their parents were effed up so who knows but if he's speaking from an experience and experiences of others i don't think that that's a knock on you know same-sex couples at all i think that men and women just inherently bring different things to different types of interactions relationships absolutely children whatever you know you you can you know, your nurturing is different. Your discipline is different. I don't think that there's anything negative or wrong, or I don't think that that is, or you say that this is the ideal situation, but I think that when you're a man, for some reason, it's been, it's taken offensively when you speak about what a man brings to a different type of relationship, and I don't think that that's fair. I think that that's where, where we have the issue, you know. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that there was anything wrong with that. And I don't think it was offensive to the, um, well, I'm not, you know what, I, I can't say that. Because if they said that it was offensive, then that was taken offensively. I don't think it was meant offensively. 
I think I think it was uh, it was um, you know a lot of us just look at that that ideal family structure of having you know a, a, a two parents that are in a happy marriage that have children because we know when that is the case and I'm speaking for from personal experience that you can there are certain elements that are brought to the family and that are brought to the children and that are handed down and that are successful and so on and so forth you know again with my situation I have my parents then we have you know three of us that are not married three of us that are are you know sisters that are married in different relationships different things like that so I can speak from my personal experience but I'm sure there's people who are not in traditional family relationships that have awesome family dynamics but I can tell you this I can guarantee this and I know Quincy has spoken about it about um, the need at certain age, especially for boys, to have a male mentor or a male figure in their life, because there are certain things that um, you know guys do feel either either you start feeling that you're missing or you feel that you need or certain relationships that you feel need to foster you into becoming a man. It, it goes do you back guys to- do you guys watch the show Modern Family at all? No. So you know, in Modern Family, there's a gay couple, two men. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, and they have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What they do is what I see often a lot of gay couples do. They're raising a girl, and she's about to have her first period. Like, there's an episode, like, about that. The first thing they do, he's like, I need to call go, my sister. Go, go get a woman. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't feel like them saying, I need to call my sister, is any kind of slight to them, to them. raising their children exactly. as a gay couple. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's any kind of slight to their ability as right. men. But it's the fact that you know what your child needs, and that's what a parent is. So if you know that your child needs... You know, and I think a guy would do that too. Like if you, if you, have, if you're a single father or you're a father who doesn't have the mom, you're not in a relationship. You know where to go to help to get help for your child or to get some advice or let me go to these women or let me go to these guys or whatever. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that because that's why they say it takes a village. That's why two people. Yeah, can't and do I it also themselves. think at this point we can't let it be okay for us to not say. That is good to have a father figure. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you this. As odd as it is, and I know you were raised with both your parents too, so I don't know how, how, I did not, I did not realize that my family structure was the, you know, the family structure until I got older. All my friends, their parents were either not married, they were divorced, they were always going to such and such people house. I used to think it was odd that my parents were together because people did too, right. of course. But I used to think it was odd because I didn't have anybody growing up whose parents who Both had two together. Yeah. Whose parents were together, and I would say happily together because I know some people. Yeah, you know, like I said, the say that. Yeah, so that that's a difference. But no, I don't think it's anything wrong with with knowing what your limitations are as a person. As yeah. a man, you can't, you know, do certain things. Just like as a woman, you can't. Like, I mean, let's take regular. Male and female relationships and marriages. Yeah, I can be married to a woman, but if there are certain things that when my daughter gets a certain age, I'm not equipped to do my. I'm gonna ask my wife to do it. So I don't have feel like that has anything. I don't feel like that statement has anything to do with sliding sexuality. anybody. Yeah, it yeah it doesn't have anything to do with sexuality or sliding anybody. I think it's just kind of like the nature of nature. Yes, because I mean we uh, again you're bringing up nature. And, and biology, our DNA is, is, you know, we are made up of half a man and half a woman. Like, there are, are, are half things that, there are things that we need from both. Like, that's a biological. That's right. That's nothing that we can change. That's nothing that, you can't make a baby unless you have part man and 50% man and 50% woman. So, it would make sense 
that that it would take both those parts to raise the elements to you know to effectively get in no matter if it was a parent or somebody else the parent is i mean think about how often do you see single mothers that seek out men to be mentors to their children to their sons when they get a certain age Mm -hmm. or single mothers who like at this age my son needs to go live with his dad, or put him on some type or of put sports him on, team, yeah, some sports team like where that. he he's around a, a a positive male figure, because and, and even that that's not a slight against the mother as a parent, not, not at all. That's not a slight against her ability as a single mom and how amazing she can be and how amazing she can be as a mother. So I don't like that because he said I feel like children need father figure that has been framed as some kind of homophobic, yeah. Situation. I don't like that because there's situations that have nothing to do with orientation in regards to heterosexual relationships, in regards to single mother relationships, even single father relationships. Like there's single fathers who raise their daughters. Yeah. And there's certain women they're going to call when they need certain things. There's certain women they go take their daughters to. Like, oh, you need to go stay with your auntie or your auntie needs to talk to you about this. So I think, you know, we need to be a little more understanding when it comes to having those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm in regards to children because I don't think him saying that kids need a father figure should ever be looked at as a a bad thing. thing. No, it's not. And I think that that's the problem. I think that... And he shouldn't have apologized. He shouldn't have apologized. And and I think that the problem is too many times, you know, um, statements are looked at as as homophobic. This is homophobic or this is against the, the LMNOP community or whatever. Like, that's not fair. That's not fair. I can, I can just say, make a statement that, you know, to me, I think is backed by biology, honestly, you know, to feel that. Not to not to slight anybody who, you know, there are straight people who don't have their mother and their father in their right. lives. So that's, let's think about that. And so even the straight people who don't, even the heterosexual people who don't have yeah. a mother and father, I still would say right. they probably need a, a, they, a strong exactly. um, father exactly. figure and a strong matriarch figure in their lives as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, I'm surprised that I'm saying this, but I'm supporting Terry on this one. <laughs> this is probably the only time this year, but go Terry. You got it. Um, somebody had a comment that I wanted to kind of go back to. Uh, Sasha said, wait, who the fuck wears eight pound chains anymore? Did we go back to 1988 and nobody CC'd me on a memo? Can we talk about Obama's misguided respectability? I don't know because I, I'm not, I'm, I haven't visited every community. Maybe he's seen something that, you know, still he sees. There's things that I see that surprise me every day. Like I'm, I'm shocked daily that we still have gangbangers. Like, that's amazing to me. It's like, it's 1980, so I don't know what he's seeing or what examples he's pulling from, but um, maybe he's talking about the um, the uh, rappers. We see that every day on Instagram. Yeah, true. I that. mean, that's... that's I mean, two chains, literally. Two chains, literally. He <laughs> talks about his two chains. So yeah. maybe he's talking about that. Like, that's an easy example there. Shit, Rick Ross. Oh, you full of, you know, so maybe that's that's an example. I mean, I, I will pull from but Hell, I, even Killer Mike. Remember Killer Mike? Like, let me take my rap chains off. Yeah, like, but, but I, I think that we shouldn't let the message get lost trying to nitpick, you know, how accurate Obama's statement really is because we know that and we, we have... We know what he meant. We, we've been critical. Yeah. You've said it several times that, you know, you can always tell when black people got money versus when everybody else got money. Yeah. Right. And that hasn't changed <laughs> yeah, since nah. the 80s. And this is a conversation <laughs> we all have often. Yeah, we, we've said this for like years. So. Yeah. 
But no, I don't think that the, uh, I think that he, you know, we've t- we've also talked about it. Um, you know, people who who have money also often carry this because your priorities become different. You start- I, I I walked around with uh, two billionaires and a millionaire one time, and they all had on t-shirt, V-neck t-shirts, jeans, and some shoes that that like damn near penny loafers. Now, I'm sure those shoes was probably about. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Like they have a, a regular watch with a leather band that looks like a regular ass watch, and that yeah. watch is worth ten grand. And, but is that and why Simon Cow was one of them? And it was just. Is that why Jay Z looks like uh, auntie, a lesbian auntie? Hey, he is starting to really, really look scary. like a, a, a. He's aging horribly. But he looks like a, a lesbian woman. Is it that he's aging or is, is it the styling? Hair? Yeah, the styling, the hair is just. Hey. I'm not. Rolling. He can't grow facial hair. I don't think he can, cause we've never seen him like with a beard. Okay, but he has hair on his head that he needs to cut. Like I've seen him look better. I don't dr- judge dudes. That nigga ugly. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, nigga ugly. Like I'm like, it's getting worse. Like we always knew he was ugly, but like, what the hell? And like he's with like the most beautiful woman. Like I don't understand. That him. should give every nigga on the planet hope. I mean, it really should. Like between I him and Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like he really goes out with her looking like a like 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 money really makes you more attractive. That's I mean we yeah. like, we like use cliches and jokes. I mean about it. when I seen women saying Shaba Ranks was sexy, I knew it was about the money. It could be about the money. I don't want to make sweeping generalizations. Hey, look, I dated <laughs> I somebody. Hey, I I dated somebody who dated Smush Parker. <laughs> Here's that. So, uh, I don't know if you got... She said, uh, Agnes said, he a billionaire. He cute. <laughs> Agnes, come on now, Agnes. He looks like a lesbian auntie. And no, you know what? No offense to lesbian aunties or the LGBT community. But y'all look like community. that nigga. Y'all but look y'all like Manny Fresh, too. Come on, Agnes. Like, 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 look. I mean, just to like, stay on the stop. I was at the Tony Braxton concert. I was like, how the fuck Birdman pull this? Yeah. Tony is fine. And Birdman looks like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he like a brand new chick. Like, oh, you know how bird, like pigeons and shit, just born and all the hair haven't grew yet? Did you guys get to watch? It's amazing. And not did, you, in a good way. did you guys get to watch Bernie Sanders' Breakfast Club interview? No, I'm over politics for today, this week. I mean, what, what did he talk? What was he talking about? I didn't see his Breakfast Club, but I, I've, I've seen some of the some other stuff he's been saying. It's not the it's not the old Bernie or what? No, uh, it's the old Bernie. But I think this time, black people asked for specific shit, which we wasn't doing last go around. Mm-hmm. And that that question is getting some people caught up. I feel like because if you go on a Breakfast Club, Charlemagne is going to ask you, "Do you have a specific agenda, agenda for, for black, black people? people?" And then that's the thing. If you watched him talk to any candidate, you know. That's his first question. What is your agenda for black people? Yeah, I think Bernie responded with, he, he doesn't feel that uh, um, writing a check would, would, would be the solution to fixing all issues in the African-American community. I mean, I, actually, I agree with that. I think that 
I think that some people have different ideas about what reparations of, are and what yeah, they look about like. how they because the thing about it is, is if it, we have to figure Most out, these niggas fuck over the money, anyway. right? We have to figure out what what exactly we want reparations for because we can't get back the hundreds of years of institutionalized racism. Yeah. We can't get back the hundreds of years of opportunities that were lost because of institutionalized racism, financial opportunity. We can't get back we can't get that back. So going forward, what do we want? Do we want more business opportunities? Do we want more housing opportunities? Do we want more education opportunities for our people? Like if that's what we have to specifically narrow down some real goals. Or if y'all think y'all think a thousand dollars to every black person is gonna, is fix, gonna the fix the problem, then okay, so that's why I so I would agree with that, but I think that first we need to figure out if we're everybody's talking about reparations, we need to figure out what exactly we want for our community and what is actually doable. Because oh. I think what they're doing is just throwing about a, out a bunch of ideas. Well, I know this is gonna be the unpopular opinion, but I think one, I think the way the headlines have framed it after he was on the show was incorrect. They said he's not for reparations for black people. And in a way, he's not. But I don't think he's against black people advancing. And I think that was the part that yeah. was left out of the headlines. Yeah. And of course, we know it's a headline clickbait. I say this, that, that's because other people, when they've been asked the question, they just straight out say yes. Yeah. And so since Bernie didn't give like a direct like yes answer, is oh, he's against it. Yeah. And the funny thing is he said, he didn't say I'm not against reparations. But he said, I'm against reparations in the form of just giving the check. Because sure. yeah. he like, how does that look? But he said, well, I am for it. And then he explained with a ton of nuance what he feels like we need to do mm-hmm. to help close the wage gap between black families specifically and white families specifically. Yeah. Like, so he he came in and he did that and he spoke about it and he talked about it but I feel like that all fell on deaf ears but because think, all people heard was no, no to reparations to, 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 to that check. form but that's yeah no saying. to the check he said no to the but check but to me that brings up a good point the point is what do what exactly do we want though what do we want a check or do we want some type of like like institutionalized I don't want a check I place. want land okay because that's the reason that's the reason no matter what, black people will have a hard time getting ahead because even when we're not cash poor, which is not often, we still don't have enough land and enough land to build equity and enough equity to turn into more land, okay. which is what the Trumps of the world were able to do, which is what all the people who have generational wealth were able to do. They were what? able to take that land, build equity, pull equity out, keep that land, give it to their family, go get more land, give that land. We haven't had that chance. And that that's... To me, I think, I mean, uh, you know, that makes sense. But and he even many... talked about fixing black people was more than just giving us reparation. He was talking about specifically trying to fix institutional racism, which will also help us well, on the social economic level. But people to, missed all of that. All yeah, that, but that's... And, and to me, that, that, that would be my angle. I would look for different ways through the crew. Of course, because I, I worked and I've been around the criminal justice system. I would look for, like, I, I believe if if the black community is a certain percentage of a certain community, then the police department should, should be mandatory right. reflect that same percentage. I, I I would look for like stuff like that. You know, if 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 black folks are 
40% of the population in this community, then like they law enforcement and, and should reflect the community. Should, 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 like should stuff needs to be done from the inside out. Yeah. And I think what you said about the land is true too, but that's why reparation is going to be a problem because some people just want the well, money because Yeah, and that's funny because the people who are really against reparations, they don't say they're against reparations. They just say, oh, well, that's, it's like they act like it's so hard to even talk about so hard to deal with because it's such a big issue. No. But I feel like Bernie has specific. Like I feel like the only two people so far, because Cory Booker said some bullshit when they asked him too. I, don't I think the only it. two people who had something specific that I kind of like what they said were Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders. And her financial situation thing was more. Well, I think was it for everybody, but it was more for like, okay, let let's let me let you get the chance to actually get ahead through whatever financial hers you know, was policy her, hers was her close pop, to it yeah. was close to Bernie yeah. hers was tied to policy like it's not like oh we just giving the check it's this is what the policy is these are the policies we need to have to close these right. wage gaps these are the things we need to do like hers was policy but also remember she was saying a tax credit to black families a tax credit to low income yeah. families that, that'll help them to get yeah. from living check to check so I feel like a combination of what Kamala and Bernie was yeah. talking about could actually work. Um, Rebecca said it has to be land and education, and I agree with her. Uh, I, think that, I think that yeah, anything see, that they did needs to include education. Yeah. See, see, I, I think what, what the the what up, boss? The the additional uh, the the original plan what rep, rep, reparation should be is is outdated. Because there, there's more shit going on. Yeah. There's a lot more yeah, because you can't do 40 acres in a mule anymore. <laughs> and not only that, like, so much has happened that's we would, put us behind. We would, it's just a bunch of niggas with, with donkeys and mules. Yeah. If, they given a, if they would have given us 40 acres in a mule back then, perhaps we would have built our land, built yeah. our farm. Absolutely. Our because because, 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 because uh, a mule was, was very uh, instrumental in to building your, your property. I mean, that, that, that that's what they carry wood and, and things on like that. Like that, so yeah, that would have been back then. That would have been ideal. Yeah, so I do want people to just really open their minds a little bit when they do watch the Breakfast Club interview or when they do read these articles about Bernie Sanders say he's against reparations because I think it's a little more nuanced than that, and I think it's a little more to it than that. Yeah, I I, I tell you the truth, I would like to see them open up uh, uh, some black colleges on the West Coast. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like like things like that. Like why why all our kids have to go down south to go to a black HBCU, and then yeah. also too because there we also always hear a lot of issues with black colleges and like their financial aid and their finance. I mean, can can there needs to be some kind of like federal regulations or something where yeah. we don't hear that? Cause I, I hear that a lot. Like I hear that a lot aid, down like, here. You know, that, that, and maybe that, that discourages people. You know what I mean? To go, you need we need to encourage that more because I've also heard anybody who said that they've gone outside of the financial issues that they didn't regret it. That would have been an, an experience. And that's the kind of things that we need to encourage. Yeah, because they're constantly building new colleges. I was like, so when is a new HBCU going to be? Right. Yeah. Like we have 88 Cal States. Yeah. Can we have Cal State Black People? That's, that's the name of it? <laughs> Cal State yeah. Compton. Hayward. Hayward. Change it to Black People. Somebody uh, go to Hayward. Compton. Compton State. Compton yeah. State. Make it a black college. I'm with it. My mom said that Compton College used to be like really big. Like it was really It big. was. She said that she yeah. wanted to, like she wanted to go there. Yeah. My, my grandmother was like, no. The crazy thing is, like, I think it was probably around 1998, 2000. Like, they had really good programs up there. My brother was playing football up there at Compton mm. College. They had really good programs. Yeah, so it's like different things like that. Like, why is that, you know, that needs, even if right now at, at a community college, even right now, you know, you got to lift, lift that back up. I've, I've walked on the track there. It's like everything looks like 
Callie said we yeah. were initially involved in the treaties that paid the natives, but somehow we got pushed out. Because we're black. <laughs> yeah, because the natives, they got casinos. Yeah. And those casinos kind of help pay their reparations. And then there's different funds that are open for uh, Jewish people to pay their reparations. And we didn't even do that shit. We, we... What? Why are we paying for the Holocaust? We ain't German. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> what that have to do with us? That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel America like America... We didn't rescue... I'm going to say, America has made everybody whole economically... Except yeah. black people. You know why? I we didn't rescue y'all fast enough, so we gonna pay y'all? Yeah, I think it's because they haven't, to, to do that, they would have to admit to, you know, so so many things. And that goes back to them. I think not, that's the biggest thing. They don't want to face, you know, what is, we what were is, what, horrible yeah. and we have been horrible and for a very the long time. what have been for such a long time. So all the, that reparations and all those things and the treaties, different things like that for black people, that that means that they have to be like, look, as white people, we suck, we were horrible, we were rapists, murderers, yet again. Like, that becomes part of your history. Now it's part of your history on your land. Well, not your land, your stolen land. It's, it just, to me, it's just a matter of them not admitting, like, okay, we effed up again. Yeah, so, but I, I do, I, I, one thing I will say, I'm glad that this is the first election cycle that this conversation has been had in my lifetime. Yeah. But why do you think that is, though? I think, do you think it's because, I mean, I, I, because I haven't seen it anywhere. Do you think it's because, you know, they everybody goes on Breakfast Club? Charlamagne's first question is. No, I think it's because that last election, black people finally were showing that they were fed up. And even though they gave Hillary a lot of the support, they made a lot of noise about not liking how the Democratic Party treats black, black people, people for the first time in a long time. Yeah, uh, that said we pay 38 billion yearly to Israel and they have health care and free college. But here I am swimming in student loan debt. You know what? I that actually would be, would and be it's funny because if she say 38 billion, because remember they were saying, like, how are we gonna pay black people with all the reparations? Like, what's it that's gonna be a number higher than I think they was crying about 14 billion or some shit. Well, what I think that would be another interesting question is what, what are they gonna do about student loan debt? Like, I think that that's a good question for um, a president. I, oh, yeah. I, so I think if you're going to make college free, I think you need to go white people's student loan debt. Mm-hmm. If college is going to be free, just like retroactively, all the black people who are in jail for marijuana, they should get out and should get their shit expunged. Mm-hmm. And they should be the first in line to be able to get a marijuana shot because you ruin their lives over something that y'all are now about to profit yeah. over. And it's yeah. going to be a billion, it's not going to, it is a billion dollar industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Callie said maybe they should use Israel instead of Venezuela as an example of failed socialism. Well, I don't know about that, Callie. You said what? I don't know about that. Yeah. Let's change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> That's my segue. Um, so the CPAC conference happened last week. And for those of you who don't know, CPAC is pretty much a weekend Republican pep rally. Hey, can I tell you something? Go I, ahead. I hate that fucking I want to be an American song that Trump comes out to. Oh, yeah. Thoughts to be an American. 
It is the that most. That was wait. How, how about this? <laughs> we sung that song at our fifth grade graduation. I really hate that song. To be an American. Yep, we sang that at our fifth grade graduation. Oh my gosh! I remember is that. I, I just feel like I just think clan rally when I hear it. I mean, oh, well. basically, but the CPAC happened, <laughs> and I don't know if anybody saw it or if anybody saw clips from it. And I know we talk about Trump coming off crazy a lot. But he really seemed unhinged this time. Like, he came out. He, like, hugged the flag. He just was calling everything that's happening bullshit. He was like, <laughs> they trying to come out the conclusion it's bullshit. Like, also, he, you know what? He is living off the effects of Michael Cohen's testimony. Yeah. Like, he, to, he, that's what's going he, on this week. He, he, that's he, why he's off the rails. He, he's in the R. Kelly boat right now where he's, uh, he can't, because... because he he actually really starting to feel the effects of what happened when the other party controlled Congress, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. And they uh, they uh, they going into his taxes. They trying to get his taxes from the past ten years. They going after his kids' clearance. Why why was he trying to to overrule people regarding his his kids' clearance? It's like. And he and, and there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing he can do about it. And and he's starting to like really feel it. And then like Chance said, the Michael Cohen testimony. That was bad. That, do you guys think I think he came out believable? And today check this out. And today, um I was watching um Congressman Schiff. Uh-huh. They had a um a private hearing and they said that they asked Michael Cohen last week to bring some documents if he still have them, and they say he showed up with the documents today. Oh shit! So, uh, dude, dude is really feeling the heat right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me ask you: What do you think? Why do you think AOC scares them so much? What? what? Why do you think uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez scares the Republicans so much? Like somebody said, uh, Jamin said, the CPAC changed their name to anti AOC because like almost the whole thing was going because, after because, her because 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 it is. So, you remember when the um when um I, I, I forgot his name when the congressman brought the black lady up there yeah and to to use her as, as a prop as a prop to show that Trump was a racist and all that. Later on that night on CNN, it was a black congresswoman, Democrat, who was like, well, you know, although I know him really well, he's not a racist, that's a good friend of mine. And you constantly hear, oh, that's a good friend of mine. So although we on different sides, right. I'm on the left and he's on She doesn't really roll like that. She 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 don't really consider, I, I, I seriously doubt she has Republican friends. And and she she's not even going by the Democratic script like 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 I posted. She's like these are all the Democrats that be siding with Republicans when we vote. Like so, she is so off script that they know that no one can really control her. And and and, and because she's off script, that 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 creates fear because she's not going to go on CNN and say, well, you know, although I didn't agree with that, that is a good friend of mine and he's a good person. Blah blah. blah. That's 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 not. And how she, she knows her that. stuff. She's not wrong. And and, and she knows her shit. And she she's not afraid. She's not afraid to go at Republicans, and she's not afraid to go at Democrats for not going at Republicans. 
So that's why she she's not playing by the status quo. She's not no. playing by the original yeah. rules that they all used. She to. she she. It's kind of like so she's making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah, everybody is uncomfortable. She, she, the Democrats she, and Republicans. Yeah, I I I said that uh, she's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of Congress because <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of like when Stone Cold first came. You know, a lot of people was used. You couldn't to, tell if he was a good guy yeah, or a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Like, like like sometimes you know Stone Cold would get jumped. And then somebody come rescue him. And then normally like Hulk Hogan and them, you know, two people become best friends. But Stone Cold, he'll turn around and fuck the person up that helped him. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so off hands right now. They yeah. really, nobody really knows how to deal with her. And because of that, because she's not status quo, she's, to me, she's the most feared person in, in, in D.C. right now. Because if you look at her questions to Cohen... That shit was very strategic. Because she had it entered into the record so they could go after those yeah, taxes. Yep. To go after those taxes. And that was the first thing, too. And she was one of the first ones out of Democrats and Republicans that I felt like had something of substance to say or something of substance to add to try to pull some information out. Because the rest of it was just everybody else being outraged yeah. about the whole damn thing. Like when Cohen said, y'all haven't asked me one thing about Trump. And like the Republican was just like, well, my favorite line. They weren't addressing anything. My favorite line that he said, and um, one of the Democratic senators was like, uh, "You have to forgive, you know, my colleagues, my Republican colleagues. They're just, they're just upset because um, basically it's like, you, you know, you lied for Trump, but they're still lying for him. Yeah, like that's basically. Yeah, what to, I was like, to, to me, when, right when he called out Republicans and he said, "You know what? Y'all doing what what I did." Yeah. He said, because, because I lied in protecting them, and now y'all doing the same thing. Like, when he called them out with that, he said, I, I, I know what you're doing because I did it for 10 years. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It got quiet on that side. Yeah, like somebody said, he's snitching, snitching. <laughs> right? He's telling it all. Yeah, well, I told y'all what the homies when I was a cop said. What? And they snitching when he telling them white people. <laughs> I told y'all. <laughs> so, He's telling the truth. <laughs> no, he is telling the truth. No, he's, telling he's standing in his light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I, I think because she she's to me, I like her even at first I was kind of skeptical. Well, yeah, because it. a lot of times she had a few gaps on TV. She said a few things that I was like, mm, that's not correct. But I think since then, since she got her butt kicked on the first TV circuit, I think she really went and studied up on her shit. Cause they really was trying to trip her up and make it look like she was dumb and make it like she didn't know what she was talking about. So I think she took a step back. And went and kind of figured out a lot of stuff. It it it, 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 she got to be careful because the last person who was kind of off the cuff and unhinged, they got him up out of there. That was uh, uh, Al Frank. Oh yeah. So you know anybody who asks the 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 tough questions, who ain't gonna be over there all hugged up with with, with Republicans, etc. They, they 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 target. Oops. It, it, it wants to get it, it, it wants to get out. the monitor. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I definitely think like they they definitely worried about her. They were they seem to be worried about her. Uh, Callie said Rokana too. The other, I think it's all the young. Yeah yeah. I think it's all the young Democrat all, women that's coming in there that's on some next level millennial all, shit. All, yeah. All those. I hate using the term colored. Um, women of color or people of women who are not white that got voted in this past November came with the heat. Are you gonna say women of color? Yeah, I I, I hate using color. 
shit. But it's not colored. Yeah. <laughs> Same it's shit. Colored. Women who ain't white that was voted in this past November was was was. I I, I like the uh damn the young black woman. Yeah, yeah. I forgot her name. She she came with it as well. Can't think of her name. Oh, you know what? Another thing too I want to talk about. Uh, Bernie Sanders actually Quincy uh, Agnes said use melanin people. Well, all of them are not. All of them are not melanin. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Melanin, you know what, Agnes? I, I love you. You know Agnes. what? I like that but, better than, than, than the people. But you know what? I just feel like melanin is. Hey, 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 every I time. I feel like we're. Like, can, can we have melanin? Can we have that? Like, I just want us to have melanin. Like, yeah, yeah, because. I appreciate that, though, Agnes. Yeah. Let's keep thinking about it. Let's keep thinking when about I hear, it. Yeah. yeah, let's kick this around some more ideas. Let's and tell me I'm going with women who ain't white. <laughs> because <laughs> I just. This fucking color, I just think about shit sitting over a water fountain with that label on it. Yeah. yeah. So. Rashida Talib, Ihan Omar. Yeah, Kelly know all of them. Hey, let me go for it, because I really, I know I posted Oh, but it. so like what I was saying was Bernie Sanders also said, too, he addressed a lot of the things that he did wrong in his last um, campaign. He was like, my campaign was not diverse enough. I didn't have enough women. I didn't have enough black women. I didn't have enough... Uh, women of color, men of color, and he was like, I address all those things. He talked about all the people he got from the top to the bottom. He said, that's going to help me be better. And he addressed the sexual harassment stuff. He was like, yo, we got a lot of people in the campaign. I wasn't directly involved, but it still falls on me. So I fixed that too. He said, and I feel like because I changed the whole culture of my, um, changed the whole culture of my campaign now where it's more woman-centric, it'll make it harder for things like that to slip through the cracks. Mm -hmm. One thing, one thing I like about Bernie, whether I agree with him or not on a particular thing, I don't feel like he's bullshitting. I feel like, like what he said, he believed. Versus, you know, a couple of. Uh, so far, out of all the people, Ayanna Presley. Who? That, that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley. Oh yeah. She uh she said she said, will you agree that. Someone because th this was after, uh, dude brought up the the black woman for yeah. prop and and she said, would would you agree that someone that could deny rental units to African Americans lead the birther movement referred to that the spurls as shithole countries and referred to white supremacists as fine people have a black friend still be racist. Michael Cohen said yes. She just left that shit right there. Let, let's, let's revisit. Can we revisit? She was like, I just want that shit on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want that on the record. They was doing shit like we need this on the public record. I just, I mean, can we revisit the the um the black people for props? Like, okay, her getting up there, I just I, astounding to me. But why do white people like you're so racist that you feel like I have a black friend makes people think that no. you're not racist? You know what pissed me off about it? I don't understand that. He tried to flip it. On the woman who said that it was racist and called her racist, talking about the fact that you brought it up, racist, yeah. it was racist. No, but then think about social media. Amazing. People start digging, and next thing you know, I'm talking about sending Obama back. You want to send Obama back to Kenya? <laughs> no, that maybe that doesn't make you racist, but this does. If it talks like the Trump, <laughs> it walks like the Trump. It's a Trump. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like on the very basic level of. Did y'all see them do? Did y'all see them spoof that shit on Saturday Night Live? No, I haven't seen that. The dude was like, "We have a black woman up here who worked for Donald Trump." This is Amarosa. She's like, "Wait, I'm not Amarosa." He's like, "Shut up." This is Amarosa. <laughs> <laughs> She's been with Trump for three seasons. Uh, She's like, "But I'm not." He's like, 
Tell him I'm Rosa. <laughs> and she's like, I can I leave now? He's like, not yet. where we're at. My yeah. Once we got, look at my African-American. Look at my African-American. This fool said that on the campaign. Look at my African-American. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm sure George Washington said that. Right. I'm sure Thomas Jefferson said that. That's that old school racism. Yeah, that's that old school racism. My God, like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I would never say, like, look at my white person. Hey, look at my white boy over there. What up, white Mike? What up, white boy? Everybody know white Mike. Who didn't go to college with a white Mike? My boy Mike. That thought he was black. Look at my African American. That He he said that like he bought that dude. Yeah, and the dude was so proud. Hey, I'm his African American. You're stupid. It's just like old girl standing up there. I can't believe where 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 do they get these people from? I don't understand. I don't understand y'all. Y'all. y'all They've been around. around. Yeah. Your Ben Carson. I thought we were supposed to change the subject. I heard Ben Carson was leaving after this uh, term. Let's hope, cause he ain't doing nothing. He. What what what? He didn't did all the damage to HUD. Like like everything that was beneficial to us. He didn't fucking kill it, so he's job like, my, done. My work is done here. Yeah, his work is done. You, you saw they, they dissed him on Blackish? Yes. Yeah, they uh, were talking about all the black people. Like the um, They did like a little black history thing. And they talked oh. about Ben Carson. They were like, but just for the surgery stuff. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Democrats ban Fox News from doing their primary debates? No. Yeah. <laughs> they said Fox News not welcome. I guess they said we're going to start acting like y'all now. Yeah. I'm glad they finally getting yeah. some balls about them. I, I think it's that new wave of the young of, ones. Of, of women that, that got voted in. Like them young women ain't playing them games. Yeah, they ain't fucking around. Well. All right, what's the DM, uh, Chan? Wake up. The DM is... <laughs> um, uh-huh. What's the DM? Um, it, is, it goes down in the DM. It goes down. <laughs> the question is, is the person... Is the family that you marry into as important as the person? So, like, you got issues with, you know, because, you know, it's very hard for me the way my family gets along. You know, I hate my sister. I hate my, my mom hates my sister, dude. We don't get along. We don't talk to her. Like, it's hard for me personally because yeah. my family is, like, one big family. Like, when she hears stuff like that, she's, like, so, like. She's triggered. She's yeah, like I just don't get it. Like, cause, it's like, how could you not talk to your sister? Like, I don't get it. So, we actually hang out like as you know. Yeah, the same with me and my brother. Yeah, so when they when I hear that, like we don't get along. I don't, so I don't what's the question again? The question is: Is the family that you marry into as important as the person? So if you didn't get along with like your significant other's family, you know, whatever, is that is that a deal breaker? Is that some type of oh. you know, uh, you know, not talking about kids because we kind of touched on that a little bit, but I'm talking about like family. Like I hate my mother-in-law. Like, ooh, I'll put a hit out on her. Ooh, um. I honestly think, and I know this seems to be a cop-out, but I feel like this is really, really case-by-case. Case. Because, like Quincy said, when it comes to you and your family, family is important to you in a way that it's not important to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Same with me. But then if you meet somebody who's not super family-oriented, or like I, I've been with somebody who's not super family-oriented, and just the fact that I'm the way I am with my family and they're not that way. It caused problems strictly because we just didn't view family the same way. Right. So does that mean that you would not be able to be in that? Exactly. So does that mean you would not be in, able to be in a relationship with someone who viewed family in a similar way or who felt family was as important? I think it makes it extremely difficult at times. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it makes it extremely difficult. And I also think, you know, 
going from being with some people who weren't family oriented to being with somebody who is family oriented, there's a huge difference. Yes. There's a huge difference in how you talk about holidays and splitting up holidays. Right. And there's a difference in talking we fight about over who we going to. Like I need, I want to go to my mom's. Or we went to your mom's last year. Yeah, like, and and it's all out of like because we like right. every Being like you know want to be like. I like that you like to be around your family, so I want to make sure I don't take that from you. Mm-hmm. And you like that I like to be around my family, so you know. So we'll spend us two. We'll go over here together, and then sometimes we gonna have to split up. Mm-hmm. Because you want to, you, you don't want to go over there. I'm want to go over there. Like you know what I mean. But I think if you're talking about two people who been loners all their life and kind of like the black she said they found they're not gonna give a damn about family on either side or what about somebody who is just not family oriented so they're kind of like okay well you want to let's go to your family stuff i mean i've yeah. I, i've dealt with that of course i, I, I would say this for on me it's alarming when somebody don't get along with none of their family members just just i'm, I'm kind of like like nobody who shared dna like your ass <laughs> and, it's, and it's all their fault. Yeah. Like to me, that's alarming. And then now that I'm older, and, and I tend to go back and look at patterns and things in my relationships. There's a significant difference. Be I, I, now that I look at the sim- similarities in my relationship with women that 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 I was with, I see. Uh, there. Now I can see when a, when a woman got along with her mother versus when she those who didn't have good relationships with their mother and those who didn't have good relationships with their father. Like there's a similarity in, in, in the behavior patterns there. And sometimes that could be an issue because that carries over into your relationship and how you deal. Because I've had women who like I told someone yesterday, like, since I've been an adult I don't think I, I've never had an argument with my mom. Never. So, you know, women tend to get who who don't get along with their mothers or whatever feel like, okay, well, you just should just handle your mother this way. Like, no, like you don't come in, you're not gonna try to affect my relationship with how I communicate right. with my mom. Because you and your mother or your dad or whoever it is. You know, Agnes said, I'm not family oriented, but my husband is. How do you deal with it, uh, Agnes, in regards to that? She said, ooh, we, I made sure to date men whose mothers were dead, so I wouldn't have to deal with that mess. Ooh, Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. But. Well, you know what? And actually, that's a red flag, too. A guy who has a, um, a weird, difficult relationship with his mom. That's a red flag, too, to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there, there, there are some issues there. That either people gonna gonna attack them or some folks just tend to use it as a as a crutch to to be victims all their life and say, well, my mom did this. Like, nigga, you forty now and you still talking about some shit when you was twelve. Yeah. Like, either you gonna deal with it or you not. Right. Well, and, I know my family can be very smothering because we're so close. So you know, we have we literally have family dinner every month. Like that's the kind of family we are. So I know anybody who. I, if I was ever to be in a relationship, it probably would be difficult. Although I think that my family's pretty accepting, but it might be pretty difficult if if they were like totally opposite because I don't know. Sometimes people don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been with someone that my family don't like, and it was hard. That shit is hard because you yeah, know, it's all, difficult. You always feeling you, you always know, feel this pull. You yeah, feel a pull you like every pull. holiday, every time. 
she say something about your family, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know if it's yeah. coming from. So to actually get back to the question, mm-hmm. I think that it, to me it is important that my family gets along or likes the person that I will be with. I think that that's important. I mean, I think if somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with, I will hope that it's somebody that my family can yeah. like. I, would, it would uh, 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 I would have to be completely out of my character to pick some type of like a-hole. Like, because all my sisters are kind of with the same type of guys. Like, yeah, like, like, like. Not the same, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of these chicks have be, have be fighting a dude, mama and sisters. Yeah, it's shit. like, why are we fighting your mom? I'm not dealing with nothing. Why are we fighting mom? Right. And that's what I mean. So that's why I say to me it's case by case because there's those, you know what I'm saying, who have a super dysfunctional relationship with their families so they kind of expect you to have a dysfunctional relationship it's almost like I don't get along with my mom so you shouldn't get along with your mom like why are you yeah why are y'all doing all this and, why are you doing all and, that and, and, and then, yeah and then you have the ones that are just whatever indifferent and don't care yeah and, and then you have people and, and you definitely should, shouldn't have kids with or, or have certain you know, kids are with certain people or have certain people around your kids because that also affect how they parent. You know, if 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 they parents brought them up a certain kind of way and now you bringing them into yeah. your situation, yeah, with that's your a whole kids, another twist on it. You gotta you gotta deal with that. And see, to me, I'm like a zero tolerance type of deal with my kids. So right, they have a good comment. She said, as long as the family respects boundaries, there should be no issue. She said, but in some cases, that can be difficult, and there's also that too. And a lot of that is on a person too, because sometimes you do have to set those boundaries. You have to set those boundaries. You have to, or you have to try. Yeah, like even if to, you don't you like, know. if you don't like her, cool, but you're not gonna be you disrespectful. Gonna yeah. And I tell her not to be disrespectful, yeah. at least. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do agree with that, Ronnie. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I mean, it, it that was a great damn question. On your relationship with your family and how important it is to you. Like, if I spend a lot of time with my family, so you're gonna be around me. And that's what I mean. So somebody like you who spends a lot of time with your family is probably gonna be a deal breaker if they don't fuck with their family at all. So therefore, they want to but spend they don't all understand. Day. Yeah, or they don't understand. Yeah. Or if we're all together, or if my family's doing stuff together, and you like, I don't, I don't want to go. Oh, or, or, or I, I mean, I mean, like all the time. I mean, I mean, a great example though how it can work is that her brother-in-law, you know, didn't really come from the same type of family structure, and like he's like completely like embraced it. Like, yeah. yeah, he calls my, my, my like, 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 like his relationship with with her father is like father son, like right. And so, so you know, and that's kind of how my dad yeah. was. Like my dad had his dad, and he still kind of treated my granddad with the same like burdens that, that he yeah. treated his dad. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how my that's kind of how yeah. my my brother in law. Yeah. are. and his upbringing, he he had talked about it. like his upbringing. You know, he was kind of all over the place, foster care, everything, and you know, he 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 the family embraced him, and he embraced that family. Yeah. yeah. And then I have another one of my um, brother in laws who. He's close with his family too, so that's interesting because yeah. you know they're kind of hard. It's like my sister would be like, "Well, I, I gotta go with my husband for Thanksgiving." Like, right. y'all Facetime right. me, and you know I wanted to see the. You know what I mean? So that's a, but, that's a little but, bit but, different. But, too. but they spend Christmas with with y'all. Yeah, so, they yeah. alternate, but she be like, "I don't want you know." Yeah. But you do what you do for your you know your yeah. family. Yeah. yeah. You know you because you form a new family. You know, you do. so you kind of have to. But yeah, okay, well. Um, another controversy, non-controversy. I don't know what y'all want to call it. Um, it was announced yesterday that Will Smith will be playing the father of Venus and Serena in a biopic. Why is that a controversy? Because they say it's colorism because he's not the same color as Richard Williams. He's light skin. They could have found a dark skin actor. Yeah, it is. They could have found a dark skin actor the to play him. I saw, he didn't look. They look. I mean, 
it, it doesn't matter. So, 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 on what's love got to do with it? Because Ike Turner ain't really that tall. <laughs> and he not that light. And he ain't as light as Lawrence Fishburne. Right. right. I, don't, I don't know if people realize that, obviously, because Ike beat women. He was a short nigga. So. <laughs> so, Lawrence Fishburne, I mean, because he, he was, what, 6'3"? He about 6'3". 6'3", yeah. 6'2", 6'3". So, should, should, should they have, like, got, like, you know. A, a shorter cat to play I is like this. They need stupid. to leave Will alone because I don't think the genie is gonna be good. So <laughs> well, you know what? I think so. Cat. For me, I think this is an issue of star power sometimes. Like because they probably like oh, we can get Will Smith to play his dad. Like it, yeah. We can get this movie greenlit mm-hmm. and we can get a bigger budget for it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to there's an actor who's a phenomenal actor who looks kind of like his dad. Who I would love to see play him. His name is Carl Lumley. You might have seen him. Like, you've probably seen him and stuff, but don't know his name, right? Um, he was in, he plays in Supergirl. He was um, John Jones' dad in Supergirl. He was in this old play, Gospel by Colonus. He was in, he used to play in the show Alias. Carl Lumley is dope. Look him up. He looks like he could play a young version of it, but it's not going to bring the same cachet as saying we got a. Uh, a movie starring Carl Lumley versus saying I got a movie starring Will Smith. But I mean, you know, it's a biopic or how do you say biopic? I mean, what do you biopic, to, biopic, yeah. biopic? Do you have to be like exactly? We're not gonna get like you know. Well, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to an actor about this, and they said, "Well, it used to be like you didn't have to look exactly like the person as long as you embody yeah the spirit of their performance. Like yeah. if you can embody." the spirit of what they do and make it believable, then that was kind of all you had to do because you're not always going to look exactly like the person, especially if, like, there might be somebody who looks exactly like them, but they can't act better than you. Like, for example, why everybody, like, why Easy E's son didn't get Easy E in the NWA movie? they like, he looked like his dad, but he okay, wasn't. But he's not O'Shea Jackson yeah. Jr. Like, you gotta play Little Richard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And JT and Little Richard don't look nothing like No. No. But I really felt like watching Leon act in that movie that he was a little richer though. He he yeah, because he played the character. He embodied yeah. the Yeah. They need to chill. Leave Will alone. Like I said, Jeannie gonna be messed up so. Um, Agnes said white folks created colorism, but black folks passed that shit on like fruitcake at Christmas. It's mad annoying. <laughs> it is. Love you, Agnes. Cause I'm just like I was just like my, my thing was I was celebrating the fact that we get the Venus and Serena movie. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh shit, we get a Venus and Serena movie with Will Smith. How can that be a bad thing? And why is the first article I saw like, oh, there's backlash with Will Smith? Like, yeah. Why is it the first I'm hearing of this and it's backlash? Like y'all stop, man, for once. I love the fact that we're getting a Venus and Serena movie. Like that would be so so awesome. That's what we need. Yeah. I want no fan Venus and Serena. Hopefully Venus and Serena. That would be so. Chloe cool. and Kelly. No, they're light. They're too light. They skinned. are for real. You just no, they're, they're, <laughs> they're way too light skinned. I think. I think we're that gonna would get be... backlash for that. They definitely because they're way too light. Way. Too I mean, light. I just think that would be dope. Would be dope. So dope. And they look like they could be Will Smith's kids. Yeah. 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 And if they, if they do that, I think that would be cool. If if Sandra and Denise Huxtable could be the kids of Cliff <laughs> and Claire, <laughs> and Claire yeah. that niggas could roll with. <laughs> with the yeah, colorism in this movie. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, any more DMs? Me personally? 
Yes. Oh yeah, because we supposed to talk about your. Uh, no, because I don't have I don't have my phone. You took the apps off. I know you. No. Have you still been? Talking? Yeah, but I don't. I, you got my phone, so I can't go through. I can't go through there. What time is it? That's your excuse. Yep. What time is it? It is eight o'clock. My record. Yeah. Well. After having you discussed, gotta that quiet. you gotta that conversation quick, huh, Chan? No, I'm fine. I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You see how she ran away from that conversation, yeah. Q? You see how what, she, what? What time is it? Yeah. My rush, my nigga. I'm supposed to keep track of it, right? <laughs> well, because I, I was having a conversation. Wait, hold on. She said, y'all not talking about Amanda? What Amanda? Oh, that she lied? Oh. No, we don't want to talk about her. Yes, she lied. yes, let's talk yeah. about that. She lied, and uh, she's stupid. Let's talk about that. Who's Amanda? So, so, Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals. So she said she came back and backtracked and said the stuff that she said about Myra Rose. She said I never said he harassed me. Yeah, he did. So some people said she never said she lied or she never. But I feel like now we just do work. I feel like she exactly. I feel like she was playing some matches. I feel like she framed the situation in a way that you was gonna say he's predatory and he looks like he harassed her in his harassment. Yeah. And then when people start saying like. Getting on his head, like, oh, you over there harassing people, and he like, yo, I gotta make a statement to protect myself. Da da da. She, he said, she, she, she tried to come after me, like, you know, he like, she wanted me to pursue something with her, you know, and then she came back and kind of backtracked and was like, well, I never said he was harassing me. I talked about his uh, experiences with other women, but if you watched her on a Breakfast Club and you watched her videos in that article. She had said it and framed it as if he harassed her. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. Like, the way she said it and framed Just it. Just because you don't, like, directly say it, your implications and your insinuations, insinuations carry a lot of weight. Especially right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was doing. So, she came out today, and not today, but an article came out today about her backtracking. But also in this article, I saw something that was very troubling. And I hate to use this word, but it was problematic. <laughs> There was a video at the end of this. If y'all don't see it, go to my Facebook page and look at um, the article about Amanda Seals. And on the very last page, on page seven, there's a video of her ranting, going off against, you know, railing against black men. But in this, she kind of blamed black men for not voting for being a reason we have Trump. I took issue with that. I said, because out of all of the groups to blame for Trump being president, we should probably be like, damn, they're last on that list. Yeah. Because <laughs> 93% of black women voted for Hillary and then 89% of black men voted for Hillary. How? How, Sway? How? No, no, I mean, statistically, it's been proven. The, the, the blame goes to white women for Trump being in office. Straight up. That's, 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 that's been proven over and over time. I wonder why she did. She must be hurt. Do you think because she's white women that got Trump over? I was say, do you think because she fancies herself a feminist, she wouldn't blame it on white women? Uh, I don't know because you're you're like a black activist, so you should be black before you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna find a way to blame black people before I find a way to blame white people, which is where the blame actually is. Like Quincy said, it's statistically been proven. So I'm not just gonna throw that out there just to throw that out there just to say I'm a feminist. So I'm not gonna blame women at all. I don't know. It's very confusing. Like you said, it's problematic. I think that's the perfect word. Go watch the video. 
Tell me if I'm crazy. She's annoying. She should have just stayed. Uh, she should have just stayed Tiffany and left it alone. <laughs> okay, so now we can do uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, well, that, that just gave me time to just switch switch it up. So, Mount Rushmore. I went to a Tony Braxton Babyface concert past week. So, and I was thinking because Babyface said I didn't realize. Every time I've seen him in concert, he has done songs because he, he, he does a set where he goes to all the songs he ever ever written. Yeah. From Midnight Star, Slow Jam to... Boys to Men. Boys to Men to Don't Be Cruel. And this time he did some songs that I didn't realize he did, like Drew Hill, uh, These Are the Times. I, I didn't know he wrote all that. Mm-hmm. So, my mom Rushmore is... It's kind of like like a, a situation question. You can only take four catalogs with you mm. of an artist for the for on to like on a deserted on island. On a deserted island, who you take four? Mm. Okay. That's a good one. Previously, I would have picked the pervert because he, he does he does that <laughs> segment look, too. He murdered your boner jams. Yeah, he murdered my no, boner I, jams. He because he does that segment okay. too, I, where he goes on and he he sings the songs that he had for other people and it's a crazy amount. Okay, so whatever. Um, I'm not picking him. Uh, Neo actually writes a lot. He does that. A little bit in his concert, and, and, and th- this this includes the songs they wrote and, and, the, the, and, 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 and the songs. So Neo, Neo, I'm gonna go with MJ because he's just gonna be there. Um, I'm gonna go with man. I want to pick a female because I'm a feminist. Do you want to say repeat the question? Yeah. The question is, um, what pick, four, what pick four, four catalog, musical catalogs. catalogs of an artist, and it, could, it includes the music that they they sang and that they've written for other people. Um, I'm I, I I'm stuck. You gotta keep going. Gotta go. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, you go. You, you, right. Yeah, you go ahead. Go. I'm gonna go with Babyface. Um, Dr. Dre. Definitely Dr. Dre. Uh, Quincy Jones. That's a great one. one. God damn it, the pervert. Keep. He does. It's horrible. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to go with the pervert. Really? Yeah. Take the catalog. It's it's there. It's top four. It's top four. Dog. But not only his music, it's other people. Because he wrote songs for like high five. You know what? You know what? God damn it. (laughs) Because. Teddy Riley. Oh, okay. that's a great Teddy one. Teddy Riley. Okay. But, damn, because I don't think people... Because people... Okay. I, I, like, I, I, like, I know people who, who want to mute the pervert, and they bump another shit that they didn't even realize that the pervert wrote. Yeah, so y'all going to be muting a lot. Okay, how about this? We we mute Robert, but we'll take R. Kelly. No, you probably... Mm-hmm. You nope. probably we, we're not taking R. Kelly? You probably want to reverse it. You probably yeah. want to mute, mute R. Kelly. R. Kelly? And taking Robert? I don't. I, that's tricky. Which one is he? I just feel like Robert is his real life persona. 
R. Kelly is his music persona. That's why I said that. Okay. Well, I don't. I mean, that's I don't. That's goddamn shame. We gotta see it up here and try just to feel comfortable with ourselves. When you call him the pervert, but the only reason that he's in the conversation is because his catalog includes so many other, other people. people. Yeah. So his music. I mean, I don't listen to his music, but that's why. Yeah. As as much of a as much of a genius musically he is, he wrote for so many other people. So, like you said, people are muting R. Kelly and they're not playing his music in certain places. Like, do they not? They, do they mute other stuff he's written? <laughs> like, I would say, I would say, I would tell you something. If you bump Joe, who was also on Jive Records with him, you bumping the shit out of R. Kelly music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> man. So, so, so that, that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, who I said, Quincy Jones, okay, uh, Babyface, Telly Riley, and, and I threw out Dr. Dre. So keep that one for yourself. And the pervert. Fuck it. I'm just, I gotta call him the pervert, though. That's sad when somebody refers to you as the pervert. And everybody knows who you're talking about. You're the pervert with the capital T and the capital T. Okay, James, your turn. My turn. Hold on, let me read this comment from Agnes. She got me cracking up. Agnes, you need to be here more often. <laughs> Should a baby face come up on race charges? Y'all stop listening to his music. Or if Quincy Jones ever came over and started, hey, you stop we, listening hey, to everything hey, he wrote. Hey, I say, hey, fuck hey, no, I ain't mutant shit. Hey, <laughs> hey, Agnes, check this out. Me and Dane was literally talking about this before we before the show started because I was telling about Babyface and I was and we both said, look, if Babyface come up on race charges, we just gonna go Republican. <laughs> fuck it, we, uh, we, uh, whatever. Cause shit, we ain't gonna have nothing to listen to. That's right. If we yeah. got, like everybody's a rapist. God, Agnes, damn, oh, Agnes. Agnes yeah. said, I'm taking MJ. She said, I'm taking MJ Thriller, Maxwell first album, Bob Marley Greatest Hits, Drake, if you're reading this, you're too late. No, you take all of the Agnes, you take yeah, you're Maxwell, taking all, of them. all this stuff, everybody. Ranice uh, said, Bob Marley, Najee, yo, I seem like a Najee fan, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, and Music Soul Child. I, I couldn't be, you're going you gonna to be cleaning up the whole time you're on your deserted island. That's a, that's a, a black mama cleaning up Music Soul catalog. Child. Oh, yeah, don't sleep on music. Oh, I don't. Hey, hey, you got some jams. Hey, did Dan go already? No, I didn't go. All right, go ahead. I, I don't want to say my honorable mention. <laughs> Fly said, baby face, baby face, and baby face. I, I, I knew that answer. Ain't okay, no so. First of all, Fly. Uh, Fly, I'm about to Fly. Niche, you got to pick more than baby face. <laughs> no, actually, she don't. Tony because Bryce. baby face can get you through. Yeah, he by himself. Oh, uh, Mars Blackman said, Marvin Gaye, Ice Cube, Prince, and Phil Collins. Okay, I like the Prince. Yeah, yeah Prince. Yeah. Okay, so for me, my four, it's going to be Prince, Dave Grohl, who did the Foo Fighters, and he also did um, Nirvana. Uh, Prince, Dave Grohl, Quincy. Oh. Oh, Jay Dilla. Who is Jay Dilla? He, 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 he's a he, big producer. Yeah, he talked about him before. He's a producer. He did um, a lot of the Tri-Cock Quest stuff that I like. He did a lot of the Far Side first okay, album. Okay, so he, that he's that, 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 that vibe. vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like so much stuff that Janet Jackson, on and on, he seems to go. Mm-hmm. He did that. Joni Mitchell, that, that's him. Uh-huh. Niche, the question was, uh, you can only take four uh, musical catalogs with you onto a design. I don't know. Oh, so I guess my... my so, you got an and honorable my honorable mention gonna have to be like two. 
<laughs> Who? Who's your honorable mention? Marvin Gaye and Aerosmith. They box set is sick. I, I was just going to say Motown. Can I just say Motown? That's the catalog. Yeah. That is a catalog. <laughs> Fine, I'm That's a good cheat code I'm right there. That nigga the just got the cheat code. I'm taking Sony catalog. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna go Motown. I got from the Jacksons to the DeBarge to woo to to Rick James. That's my honorable mention too. Motown got that. Yeah, Motown. Shit, you can get away a lot with Motown. You said artist. No, but no, you said catalog though. Catalog. That's artist catalog. I said musical catalog. Musical catalog. So what? Because I like too much music. This is hard. This is like Every time he has a, a common thing about uh, music, you always have an issue. Chandra, because I love music so much, like, you know this answer would probably change for Garth me. Brooks. Not even the every fuck? day, every hour. <laughs> Most music answers do. Uh, Mar said, truth be told, these Mount Rushmore questions are becoming tough because there are so many music, so much eras of talent now. Well, we won't make... Um, Ronnie won't. said her honorable mention is Rick James. You for sure clean up. Yeah. Well, clean well, up hey, 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 Motown. Motown. Hey, but Mo, That's what I said. Rick Motown. James is Motown. So, uh, just say Motown. Motown, you got to... So, we won't... Next week, it won't be music. Just to give y'all a break. Okay? No music. But Quincy loves music. Donnie Hathaway, Babyface, and Prince. That's a good one. Donnie yeah. Hathaway is good. Babyface. I mean, I feel like if you can get away... If you can get away with just taking Motown and Prince, you should be good for life. No, look, Babyface, Motown, and Prince. Oh, you good. You said. Yeah. You, you, you. The catalog of Babyface, Motown, and Prince. You good. You're you good. know who catalog is, is ill, though, that people probably would never pick? Who? Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about him. <laughs> I thought about Jermaine Dupree. You're going to get you some Usher. You're going to get you some Crisscross, some Brat. Yeah. You're going to get you some No, skin. no. I actually thought about that. I actually thought, but but I, I'm a big... Uh, New Jack Swain person, so I had to you go with Teddy Riley. Yeah. Okay, well. Oh, Smokey Robinson, that is a good one. That's a good one. Motel. Motel. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie. That's Motel. that Chico, nigga. That's that left, right, left, right, B A B A star right there. <laughs> the Chico, Motel. The Chico, like a Motel. Motel is the Chico. I hate it so much. Okay, well. Agnes said old ass people. No Lil Uzi Vert. Hell no. No, we don't listen Agnes, to Lil Uchi Coochie. Look, Uchi Coochie, that's his catalog. <laughs> his, his meme catalog. We don't need his. Yeah, I don't. I, don't see, know I, I, I feel like we missing someone. Let me see. We got Prince. We said Dr. Dre. Got Dr. Dre. Got Teddy Riley. Oh, DJ Quick. Ooh, shit. I knew. I, I felt it in my soul that somebody was missing. DJ Quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DJ Quick has to go in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DJ Quick. Some DJ Quick when I get home. DJ Quick is one of the most underrated. So underrated, so underrated. Because he has so many jams. So, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Shit, man. Yeah. Where that? What? What was it? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Janet Jackson. I know, but what's the and are they some new edition? Yeah, a lot of new. Yeah, that's a lot of new edition. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot of new addition, Jimmy Jimmy Terry Lewis. Yeah, that's a good what one. What they under? Sony RC? Hey, we need to just do that. No, they <laughs> no. was under all of them. We need to yeah. do the labels. They even the time. Hey, hey, that's yeah, the time. Yeah, that's the time. They, they who else they do? Uh they well no. They did Janet Jackson, they did uh New Kids on the Block, they did New Edition, they did the dude from New Kids on the Block solo joint. What's that? Yeah, that was a good one. 
Yeah. It just makes you appreciate the art, like how everybody's so like interconnected. Okay, let's make it a little harder before we get out of here. Why do you want to make it harder? Let's make it a little harder. Complaining? No, no, no. Let's make it a little harder. Oh, B, if you on your way from Burbank, the show's about to end. So. <laughs> no, you finna walk in here. In. <laughs> right. All right, let's make it a little harder. Oh God, I can't. You could take one hip hop catalog Mm-mm. and one R and B catalog with you. Uh, I, I I got mine. And no more town. I got mine. And no more town. No I more town. Like it gotta be one hip hop catalog from let's say either artist or crew. I give you that artist or crew, excluding Motown because we already did that. But one hip hop catalog like Death Row or Bad Boy. Think about that. Like in Cash Money. Okay. One of those. So one hip hop catalog and one R and B crew catalog. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick stay with with uh Death Row. Okay. I'm sticking with Death Row, and R and B. I can't. I think I fit into my cheat code. You can't. You said no. No, I got a different. What? I could go bad boy and kind of get both. But that's what I was gonna say. I would say for me, it would be <laughs> Stank. no, no. It would be bad boy. I go bad boy. I I'm kind of get both, and then I still go with babyface. Oh, that's a good one. So I would say bad boy, and unknowingly, a lot of people don't know this. Give y'all a little game. I would go with Jodeci's and all they spinoff catalogs. From, from from like what's that? What's that? Uptown. Uptown, but a lot of people don't know that Devontae discovered yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah. Genuine, Drew, Drew, Drew Hill, wow. uh, yeah, Timberland, all, all that is Devontae. All that is yeah. under Devontae. I'm fine because if we on the island, then we probably be together, so I could hear what, <laughs> one of y'all's. <laughs> uh, Mar said Native Tongue and Organized Noise. Ooh, that's good. That's Outcast, De La Soul, Queen Latifah. Oh. Uh, Goody Mob. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Mar. Agnes said Anita Baker and Drake. That's a hella contrast, but I can see it. Drake? Yeah. Uh, Ronnie said Def Jam and LaFace. Woo, that's fire. Okay, yeah. okay, Ronnie. That's fire. I'm with you. I'm yeah. going with you. Well, I already have. No, I had And Callie said bro. Dilla or Ninth Wonder slash Jodeci. Y'all got some, Hey, man. Uncool audience, y'all got some good taste, man. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all yeah, really and, got and, some and, good taste. Because Missy, Missy didn't wrote for some people. See, you... you I just thought about why I would have to go with the perverts. My favorite singer, I think it's a real cool. Who your favorite singer? Charlie Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, that was a good Mount Rushmore, man. I just had to make it a little more difficult. Yeah, man. Hey, if that, Tony Braxton's so damn fine. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't, man, I can't believe she was 51. But if I can ever get a chance to see Babyface in concert. Let me He'll tell give you, y'all a little treat. Rip your shirt off. He 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 definitely is worth it because, of course, he he does his songs, but then he he goes about twenty minutes start because the first song he ever wrote was uh Slow Jam by Midnight Star, mm-hmm. which made sense why Monica and Usher did it on a Soul Food soundtrack. Ah, he said, "I'm getting this check again." Yeah, I give I give I gotta give Niche credit for putting that together because she figured that out. That but, makes sense. I never uh, thought about that. For about 20 minutes, he just take you on to all his songs he wrote for different artists. And you just be like, like, hell, I, I didn't know he wrote Can We Talk? Yeah. By Tevin Campbell. Yeah. I was listening to... Didn't he write that, um, what's that Madonna song? 
Take a bow. I was listening to um, Roni. I think I was listening to Roni. And he mm-hmm. sings Oh, like, that, that's his hope. He, yeah. did, he broke that whole yeah, damn so album. He, he all the background on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, did Babyface write this? And, I, and, and, and you know, if you go listen to his Tender Lover album, that sound like a Bobby Brown yeah. album. Even if you go listen to the Drew Hill song you was talking about, These Are The Times, yeah. and there was a song on Cisco's album, a solo album, um, I Can't Eat, Can't Sleep. I forgot the name of the song, but you can hear Babyface on both of those songs. Like, they left his background in both of those records. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. it's time to do. Babyface is killer. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when I went to the show, when did y'all go to this one? Yeah, with, with New Edition. With New Edition and yeah. Babyface. Yeah. Yeah. And he, That's the last time we talked. But he did more songs. Cause, yeah. Because, of course, with Tony Braxton, he had a, look, he had a little more bit time. more time. Yeah, but I was like. Time. I mean, Tony Braxton has a pretty good catalog, too, to be honest. It's yeah. babyface. It's, yeah. it's babyface. It's, baby, it's literally like, baby like, baby. like I didn't. I didn't look, when you think about, cause I was thinking about like Bobby Brown, "Don't Be Cruel" album. Hey, Ronnie, my life is incomplete. Is not babyface. That's my boy Shep Crawford. Oh yeah, he wrote for John B. Yeah, he did um, a lot of John B. Um, babyface. Like when you think about Bobby Brown, "Don't Be Cruel" album. When you got babyface and Teddy Riley. Like producing your shit from the beginning to the end. Especially then, it was gonna hit. It yeah. was gonna smack. It was gonna hit. He had no choice but to let it hit. Yeah. And, and, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Like, <laughs> he was good. He was smart about how he did that. Hey, man, Uncle Family, we thank y'all for joining us. We thank y'all for all the comments. Y'all had it popping, popping tonight. Tam, we thank you for your engagement tonight. I was engaged. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I wasn't that time. I wasn't being I mean, sarcastic. You know, I'm so sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I wasn't being sarcastic <laughs> that time. Oh, you know, I had a good time as usual. Uh, it was usual. a great show, man. Uh, Q, Rebel, Chan, the asshole. This <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. What can this I say? This Wednesday. What can I say? <laughs> Uncle Radio. We want to thank y'all for joining us. We'll see y'all next week. If there's anything y'all want to talk about, per the usual. Y'all know what to do. Hit us in our DM so we can have a DM ready for next week. We appreciate the DMs we got this week, and we'll keep it going. Anything else y'all want to talk about that's not, you know, relationship DM stuff, y'all want to talk about some political stuff that you feel like we didn't touch on, hit us in the DM the same way, and we'll put it on the agenda to talk about. Um, Before we get out of here, um, we just started a campaign for this place called Patreon. Patreon.com. If y'all get a chance, please go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N, Patreon.com, and that's where you can help Uncouth Radio to grow. This is my little quick commercial. Got it. <laughs> Uncouth Radio is trying to grow. So what we're doing, guys, is we're trying to set up where we can have you guys help sponsor us. So there's three different ways you can do. We have the Uncouth Radio tipper, and that's where you just give us $2 per month. And with that $2 per month, you get 25% off all Uncouth merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. And then there's the Uncouth Representer. That's $5 a month. 50% off of all Uncouth merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, and free entry into two Uncouth events. And then Uncouth VIP is $10 a month, and that's 50% off all Uncouth merchandise, all t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and hats. Free entry into all Uncouth events for a year with free drinks, free food, and a chance to sit in on one live broadcast. Now, we just started this campaign today. So we're doing an early bird special. You like, I'm getting my politics on. <laughs> we're doing an early bird special. So the first 10 people to sign up, either if the $2 package, the $5 package, the $10, like, you know, we make we waste bullshit money every month. You, you probably waste $2 a month. If you waste $2 a month, you know, send that $2 to us, please. 
Um, the first 10 people will receive Uncouth Care Package, which is free Uncouth Radio shirt, free Uncouth Radio hat, and probably a bottle or something. Um, so you just join. Um, it's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Go over there and please support us because we're trying to grow. And what we want to do is we want to take the money that we earn with Patreon.com to do some other things towards our podcast. And we want to um, put money towards a festival. We want to do Uncle Radio Festival for all the black entrepreneurs that we bring on the show. And we want to be able to have a place where we can have money to get the stage right, to get all the permits we want to get, and to have a two to three day festival with all the different patrons and with all the different people who's been on Coup and to get some really dope artists out. Y'all know if we want to get some dope artists out, that's going to cost us a little money, but we really want to do something big and dope. We want to grow on Coup. So again, go to patreon.com and if you can, give us $2 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. It's your choice. Spread the word. I'm going to post it on my page and keep it rolling. On Coup Radio, we out of here. We see y'all. Oh, I was going to say put in the comments, but I got your phone. No, I'll put it in the comments. All right.